good, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Who Needs a Classroom podcast. My name is Chris Shreve, a.k.a. C. Shreve the Professor. And thank you to all who are tuning in once again. And if it's your first time, we hope you will come back and join us next week uh, and, you know, hang around a little bit. So today's episode is going to be on comparisons, the things that we compare ourselves to, the way that we compare and contrast, you know, different things in our lives. So a quick, easy start point for comparisons is this kind of classic quote that a comparison is the thief of joy. I think that comes from Teddy Roosevelt. And I think I can picture that real easily, you know, imagining like, I don't know, some Christmas morning and you got this cool gift that you should be stoked about, but maybe your mom or dad kind of got the wrong one or maybe they misinterpreted what you asked for. And so, you know, maybe later on that day you see the one you want. So you're comparing your situation of not getting quite what you wanted to, oh, he got it. And it kind of could steal some of your joy about what you do have. You know, that could happen with, you know, somebody gets a new car and they're like, oh man, my car is cool. But then their neighbor gets this other car that's even better. And that kind of, you know, one-ups them and kind of steals their joy. So if they maybe hadn't compared it to this neighbor, then maybe they would really enjoy the car they already have. So I think that idea of thief of joy is a, is a cool one to start with. You know, you can imagine like even comparing to yourself, you know, you have, you know, I'm in music, so maybe you have a, a song, a single that goes out and it does pretty well, but maybe it doesn't do quite as well as its comparable single from last year. And so if you didn't do that comparison, maybe you'd, you know, feel a little better about it. But, and, but then at the same time, maybe that comparison helps you to, you know, move forward in a better, you know, more effective manner. So I don't know, sometimes that thief of joy comes along with, you know, maybe a more um, effective business acumen. So sometimes that removing that joy is actually okay. Um, but I think in somebody's personal life, uh, I've heard it expressed a few ways to me in kind of my interactions with folks. I've had a friend say, you know, they saw these stars one time in Utah, and it was just like the, the stars were the best they'd ever seen. And then from then on, all stars in comparison – were kind of less than, were not as good, wasn't as good as that one time. And I don't know, I don't, I don't quite think that's how that elite level, high level experience should affect the rest of ours. You know, just because you had a certain game where you graded out at 99, just because you had a certain concert where you had the full turnout and everything went right, that shouldn't ruin the other concerts. It should further inform them, but it shouldn't make it be this contrast to where no other show can live up to that one or no other performance can rival that one of perfection um but at the same time if you're seeking something closer to perfection or better performances or whatever it might be that comparison could be helpful so um when i think of it historically kind of i I always think of kind of personal habits with comparisons kind of like the keeping up with the joneses type thing um i think that's more of an old phrase so for those who are younger it's kind of this idea of you know the Joneses lived next door. They had the newest house, the newest car. You know, they got a new washing machine. They got a new, they got the new things, the gadgets. They they kind of always go on the best vacation. And so to try to keep up with them was kind of impossible. And so I think that gets involved with kind of materialism and get, you know, having the newest watch, the newest iPhone, whatever it might be. Um, even have a new watch, that's kind of of a different era, I think, <laughs> as well. But technology, having the newest thing of that is definitely current. Um, I think another current version would be, you know, the actual technology that we oftentimes interact through, you know, the Facebook, IG, um, the, uh, 
you know, I'm a music, I'm an artist. So like one of the recent things was uh, everybody posting their Spotify unwrapped. And so, so the artists will post their stats, but then also the fans can post, you know, their top five artists or whatever. And so, <clears throat> and their stats. So it's an interesting thing to see everybody kind of comparing stats and be like, oh, look at this, you know, look at that. And it's very, very comparison driven. So it's like when I got mine, I was stoked, but then, you know, when other people start posting, there's like, oh, okay, I got work to do. But that's kind of, that could be a, you know, positive type comparison that motivates you and makes you want to, you know, have some goals that, you know, aim for these points, or it could be, you know, the reverse. I mean, some folks, they can allow it to, to fuel jealousy or to dislike that person because they got these, you know, opportunities that they didn't get. Oh, man. So it can really bring out that green-eyed monster, so to speak. Yeah, so I think the modern social media experience can really fuel that comparison perspective. You see your friends, and you kind of only see their highlights. You know, you kind of miss the grind sometimes that it to get there, especially the real non-glamorous, you know, up to your elbows and, and difficulty type moments. Those aren't usually on, you know, somebody's story necessarily. So you kind of get a, a misrepresentation of how success works through social media for sure. Also, through the music unwrapped stuff, folks definitely can pay for promotion, and those numbers might not be real at all. So be careful in that comparison for sure. All right, other ways, um, yeah, it's really all about perspective. So like we're kind of saying in some ways comparisons can be helpful, but some of the time it can really steal your joy. So it kind of sounds like it's all about your perspective to some degree. If you've, you know, if you've experienced kind of the highest of highs, um, sometimes that can make it difficult to experience normalcy, right? Because everything's compared to that, that, that super achievement. Whereas if somebody's experienced the lowest of lows, just being normal feels amazing to them because they've been at the bottom. They've been in the gutter, so to speak. They've, they've really experienced that. So that perspective of knowing where that normal really lies, you know, somebody who thinks they have to be big and famous and rich and all these, you know, accolades, to them, that normal life, you know, they feel like, oh, they're a nobody or something to that, that extent. Whereas really, they might have a whole lot to be thankful for. So that perspective is really key. Um, we see comparisons in sports a whole lot. You know, think of kind of the, uh, I think in modern times, it'd be kind of the classic, like, you know, uh, Jordan, Kobe, LeBron type debate. And so imagine, think, imagine you're one of them and um, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. But imagine you're one of them and you've achieved all that they've achieved and yet you still kind of aren't able to rise above this comparison idea to where you're just kind of this, this singular player who has his own way of doing things and who, you know, has his own aspects of greatness that are almost unrivaled. And yet we kind of end up boiling it down to a fadeaway or boiling it down to certain kind of typecast moves or you know, he's got more three-point range or, you know, kind of really trying to overanalyze it when they're all you know, just absolutely amazing, but, you know, I think they probably engage in a good bit of comparison themselves, themselves, you know, Kobe would admit to, you know, really dialing in some of Mike's moves and, and LeBron as well, and so on, so kind of, I think there's some comparisons can be amazing if you really, you know, aim for, for greatness and compare your work habits to what you know theirs to be, there's a space where comparisons could really help drive you towards greatness, or, or, you know, say if you're on a team and you have a have a team teammate who has a similar drive and you guys pair up and kind of every day work to keep each other, you know, accountable. And so they become your comparison in this really competitive, you know, one up type way. So where they do that, 
that extra rep on bench and then you want to add five more pounds and so on and so forth. So <clears throat> obviously comp competition is an, an incredible um, kind of positive potential form of a comparison is, you know, getting somebody to, you know, try to do their best and one up you, but really just one up themselves, their self um, in a way that's, you know, their best. So, you know, their, their, their PR, that type of thing. So they've, they've jumped this before, they've scored this many points or they've squatted this. And then can they break that? Can they do a new thing after this training regimen? Or can they somehow sup, uh, you know, surpass previous performances? <clears throat> so um, competitive, competitive environments you know, kind of beget this. Um, and so I saw that a lot in sports. But you know, music is very competitive. If you're at a rap show and there's you know, three or four acts that are going to go, everybody's trying to kind of one-up each other. They, the, you know, the opener wants to prove that they shouldn't have been the opener. The headliner needs to really close it out like a headliner supposed to. And so there's a lot of that, that competition and that, you know, um, that, that kind of healthy comparison where I want to do my best um, so that it can in some way, you know, be at the level that it, you know, is even in comparison to someone else, it still holds, holds strong. I think the tricky thing that I see in rap or in music is when that comparison throws off someone's kind of original voice or their perspective and they, chart, they start chasing you know, the charts or start chasing the sound or, or some, something that they see working over here um, because of that comparison. They say, well, man, they're killing this crowd with this type of style. We should do that too. And that, you know, that comparison and wanting to be like someone else or have their success can you know, get in the way of what I was saying before, your, your original voice or kind of your original perspective because then you're not, you're not fully doing you. You're trying to do them or do you kind of as them or some version of that. And it's, if you're chasing this thing, it's really difficult to kind of blaze your own path at the same time. So I think, you know, in, in rap, we see a lot of kind of, of this comparison, keeping up with the Joneses type thing. If somebody's got this trap banger that works at a festival, oh man, we got, we see that working. Let's get one of those. Uh, you see this in sports too, like college football um, is kind of known for this, that everybody's kind of so watching and being so competitive that if this, they see this play working or this style of offense working, it's going to kind of spread quickly. And, and so you get this, you know, consistent competition, um, even regarding, you know, uh, approaches and techniques and, and kind of battle plans, you know, whatnot. So last time we talked about gratitude and that's kind of, I think, related to this comparison idea, because if you keep a perspective of, of kind of being thankful for every little thing. Like, you know, I'm thankful for the shelter, the roof over my head. Like if it, when a thunderstorm is real hard at my house, me and my son always kind of say we're thankful for shelter. And we can easily take for granted something like plumbing, but, you know, or like power, but let your power be out and see if you aren't thankful when the lights come back on. I think some of the key things with, with gratitude come back to, you know, comparing the abundance you have to... You know, whether you've experienced little or not, realizing that that exists in the world, that there are folks in the world that have very little. And so because you have this roof over your head, because you have running water, because you have access to Wi-Fi, because you have clean clothes, and some folks don't, that comparison there should then help you to feel that abundance and that thankfulness and gratitude like, like that you know, last episode was talking about. Check that one out if you want more about that. But if we somehow think that we have to have more, we have to have a convertible and we have to have a second property and we have to have 
more money to invest and we have to have all these things. We're going to always want more. That cup will never be full. Um, and so not that we shouldn't yearn for things or be ambitious, but gratitude allows us to kind of realize we have a lot already. And though it's okay to seek more and, and try to you know aim for the stars and all that, recognizing that we are firmly rooted is going to help us to feel to feel grounded, so to speak, not to really kind of overemphasize that metaphor, but you know, you don't have to do an all or nothing type thing where you're only thankful or you're only, you know, wanting more. You can kind of use those together so that I'm thankful for what I have, but I may realize, you know, my potential and that, that there's more out there that I can do. And so I can seek that at the same time that I understand that I have a lot to be thankful for. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing type scenario. Um, I think I was talking about music a minute ago. Another kind of negative we can see sometimes in music is kind of the way that trends or sounds, I guess you see this in fashion and probably art as well, but the way that trends and kind of a sound or a style, so to speak, can kind of come to define a whole like summer, fall or a whole year or, you know, a while sometimes. We've seen that, you know, with various, whether it's gangster rap or whether it's kind of, you know, whether it's trap or whether it's more, you know, whatever genre or category you want to put around it, we see, the, you know, kind of these trends sometimes play out, kind of the new wave, so to speak, or whatever that is of the moment. And I think anytime you're trying to chase that, you'll see sometimes your friends or your peers doing that and kind of do something that's clearly not them, but, you know, they're trying something new out. And and sometimes that works well. Sometimes it's kind of, I was like, all right, okay, that's him doing this. All right, I see that. But sometimes it doesn't quite fit and you can tell they're really not doing them in this new space. They are trying to sound like something they've heard. And that's, I think, where that comparison goes awry. And you're not just trying to do, it's not just that you've seen that, okay, there's some success. I want to taste it that. I'm going to, you know, kind of flip it my own way. It's more of a, all right, I'm going to sound like them because that'll work. And ah, that's that's where I think it's, it's steering you a little bit wrong. You know, you want to still be speaking from original space, even if you're, you know, trying on new production, you still, you know, still got to be you. So I think the trends and, and styles and new sounds of the moment can be tricky for, especially for an art form where it's very timely and of the moment like hip hop is. You know, if, if a person chases that too much, it almost gets into a space of, of it, it may create this kind of almost artistic um, crisis for the person where they're realizing, you know, what is my original voice? You know, who, what is this? You know, if I'm being original, what does that mean? If they, you know, were chasing boom bap for a while, then chasing, you know, trap and then being lo-fi and then trying all some electronic music and trying this on and like, it's okay to do all kinds of things, of course, but if you're chasing all these styles and trying to, you know, kind of fit whatever's in the top 10 or the top 40 or whatever's on your scene or whatever, or the people that are doing the, the best on your scene, then, you know, what is your sound? Who, who are you? You know, what's your voice? What are you talking about? And so I think that can really affect, you know, music especially. I'm sure it affects all kinds of things where style and kind of trends get involved. But, you know, if you're trying to, trying to go be number one, there's no way you can do that by trying to be like someone else. You know, you're going to have to be original to, to kind of forge that own path. If otherwise you're going to kind of always be copycatting and, you know, you'll see folks see a whole trend like, you know, G funk or, or see, you know, Griselda or see TDE or whatever it might be and try to run after that and sometimes lose themselves in the process and, and not realize what they like to make and the songs that, that they're really, you know, 
that they need to pursue. So I think, you know, some of this gets into, you know, being aware of your market. I mean, kind of, you know, if, if you're on a scene and you see these folks doing well with this technique, I mean, some of that's market awareness. You know, you're realizing, okay, our shows don't have that turnout. You compare yourself to them. They do have a turnout. So some of that's healthy to have that market awareness. But I think if you get into biting their whole style and approach, that's a whole different thing. So being aware is one thing. You definitely want to know in hip-hop what's out there. You know, if you're a rhymer, you should know, you know, a lot of kind of the the canon of classic rhymes and rhymers that are out there and then you don't just you know stumble your way into saying some rhyme that's not necessarily played out but maybe it's been used a bunch before or already flipped and maybe you didn't bite it but you arrived at it via original fashion but it's been used before it you know Rakim said it very famously on this song and if you use it that way you're kind of you know you're not being aware of the comparisons that'll be made so I think you got to familiarize yourself of course with you know kind of your market comparisons, so to speak. If you're going to be, you know, a rapper in whatever space, you should be aware of what you might be compared to, of course, because people inevitably, you know, say is A greater than B, is B better than C, and so on and so forth. So comparisons, this, this idea of them being the thief of joy, I think that's kind of an over-exaggeration. Now, in some spaces, that's definitely, you know, can be accurate. If I If I wake up each day and I try to Compare, compare it to my previous or compare it to in, in terms of enjoyment level, you know, it may fall flat sometimes due to things that are outside my control. But if I use that comparison idea to kind of hold myself accountable to, you know, to excellence or to this, this level, this bar of success or this bar of effort, then that, that's, that's a comparison that could be very helpful. So like many things in life, there's kind of a, a gray area in the middle in terms of a concept of how do you use this if used in the wrong way. It might be very, help, or it might be very hurtful in the right way, very helpful. So, you know, use <laughs> accordingly. But um, I've heard folks in terms of like, I've heard like motivational speakers approach their day, and um, I think Gary Vee says something to the effect of he imagines his day right off the bat in the morning with a huge loss, like someone close to him dying. And then for the rest, and then like right after that, he there's a comparison and says, oh, okay, that didn't happen. So I feel amazing <laughs> compared to what he would have felt otherwise. And I've heard other ones that are a little less extreme than that, but you can use comparisons to create, you know, this abundance idea, or you can use them to create a different perspective for yourself. Like, like most concepts, you can use them for good or for bad, depending on, on their application and, and your methods with them. So um, use comparisons wisely. Uh, don't let them steal all your joy. Uh, if you have a beautiful moment, if you see a beautiful sunset, even if you've seen a better one, you know, this other time, uh, you can allow that memory of that better one to further enhance the current moment. And you can say, man, this one's beautiful. Oh, and I remember that other one. It doesn't have to one-up it and go, it was better than this. It can be sunsets are beautiful and I have experienced them multiple times right now I'm getting more of that you know it doesn't have to be this either or it can be very inclusive so I don't know that's my uh my uh my talk on comparisons um hope you guys are doing well um see y'all next week who needs a classroom you know I do I, I need a space to learn sometimes uh it's a wild time right now uh you know stay uh stay patient as you pursue your your holiday shopping, um, please find a way to order online. Find a way to realize you don't have to do as much materialistically as sometimes we feel obligated to do. 
it's okay to, to show folks you love them in other ways uh, and to be thankful in other ways. So uh, find ways to, to show the folks you love that you're thankful for them. Find a way to be close to those that are the most important to you. Find a way to help the rest of the community around you stay safe so they can be with their loved ones. Um, somehow we have to you know, go through this holiday season um, in the context of the pandemic. And so um, you don't want your grandma, your great grandma, some, your great aunt to have her life threatened because you just had to bring her a stocking. You know, be smart. You can have all the grandkids crowd around, you know, um, a Google Meet and, and they'll be amazed by it. So you'll find a way to somehow get through this difficult winter. Um, yeah. Uh, best of luck to all of y'all as we kind of close out 2020. Who knows what's, you know, what's going to happen next week. That's kind of been the theme of this year. But um, thank y'all for listening. Uh, who needs a classroom? You know, tell somebody to attend next week. Uh, much love to y'all. Peace.